Hello, my name's Dick Rail, and welcome to Are You a Fan? On this show, we're going in-depth on individual characters from different genres, such as fantasy, sci-fi, action, and your oddball comics and occasional games. I'll be joined by my co-host, Joker, who might take the reins if there's a lightsaber. Let's roll. So why exactly are we picking Black Panther? I mean, I figure... Didn't we pick him because like we're starting this show, we need somebody to go off of, and honestly, with all the politics going on right now, wouldn't it be a good idea to show where the black first black character came from? Helps teach people new things about him since you know he just had the movie, he got the second one coming out. It's good to see where the character really started. I mean, what do you know about the character before before the movies? I didn't know nothing. I, I've got the movie knowledge, and that's about it. You're not the only person. It blows my mind, because, I mean, he was in, like, two Avengers cartoons, and I seem to be one of the only people in our friend group who knew who he was. <laughs> yeah, I knew of him, but I didn't know anything about him. Well, we're about to find out a little about him today. We're going to roll into and we're going to talk about Black Panther, figure out who created him, why he was created, and what the whole deal is with the character. You might be surprised on some of the things I found out because they are interesting. Fact one, we got Black Panther was created in 1966 by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. According to an interview, Stan Lee created him because he thought it was uh, strange that there was no black superheroes when he had black friends and even new black comic writers. What some believe it was all it was all Jack Kirby and Stan Lee just proved it. At that time, the character was a bit of a controversial move considering the civil rights movement was in full swing, even leading the creation of the Black Panthers group, which Marvel to this day claims no affiliation with. I mean, okay, I'm just, I know he has no affiliation with the Black Panther group. I'm just saying I know a lot of black guys. I don't think I know a single black guy who isn't into comics or anime of some sort. And you're you're telling me that this guy came out and a few months later, I could just see one of the Black Panther members just like reading this, going to his boss and be like, dude, I got our name. Sad thing is, that's probably exactly how that started. I mean, some of the things in this world, the way they start and that I like, look at the, I don't know, look at some of the ideas Elon Musk is. You're telling me he wasn't a nerdy kid in his bedroom reading sci-fi novels? What do you mean was? I'm pretty sure he still is. Okay, fair. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, what do you think of the Jack Kirby Stan Lee thing? I mean, it sounds like your normal people when they're starting up something together. One always seems to get left behind on accident or on purpose. Fair, because, I this mean. This far in the past, or this far in the future, who knows what it was. I don't know, that's a fair, valid thing. I mean, because honestly, I'm before I did this research, I don't, I didn't even know who, like, who the fuck Jack Kirby was. And I've like, never even heard of that name. Yeah, I, but I also don't know who most comic creators are. I know Jack Kirby and the guy, I don't even remember his name, but the guy who created Spawn. That's it. Like, it's like when we met that Walking Dead writer, and he's like, "You don't know who I am? Read my whole bio." I'm like, "Sir, you're not Stanley. Why don't you settle down, old man?" I mean, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I'm. I guess it was probably a good call for them to make the character, though. D- 
definitely. It, it definitely seemed to turn out very good for him. I mean, provided, you know, provided plenty of room to make more black characters, too. You know, speaking of, the, the creation of the Panther was a pivotal point in comics, pioneering a path for many more to follow him, such as starting with the Falcon in 1969 with the Prowler. Uh, Luke Cage followed them in 1972, followed then by Blade in 1973. You have Misty Knight in 1975. Storm was also in 75. And then you had War Machine following them in 1979. And then even other comic companies saw the success Marvel's Black Panther achieved. And like any business, you know, they got copied. And the next superhero, or next major superhero that was black by another company would be Green Lantern, Jon Stewart in 1971. Dude, how many years after Black Panther did, did another company be like, you know what, maybe we can get on this racial inclusion thing? Not to mention, you know, following him, they had two others pop up, and before they're like, you know, we're going to jump on this. Which, actually, look at the list. I, I completely forgot when I threw him on the list. Prowler technically isn't even a black superhero. I'm wondering if you can get if you can guess who the Prowler is, considering there's a movie with him recently. Yeah, I have no idea. He is uh, Michael Morales' uncle in that movie. That's right. He was a villain for Spider-Man originally, and that created by, I believe, the Kingpin. But odd tie-in. He has, uh, he has like, it was either vibranium or adamantium claws, too. Okay. So weird, weird kind of tie-in to the character we're talking about, too. Really is. <laughs> yeah, no, freaking insane. But yeah, how many years after that is that? Because Black that Panther, five years. Five, five years for DC to be like, you know what? We can be progressive, too. We're, we're going to cash in on this. That's honestly probably actually what they said. Yeah. We're going to cash in. They didn't care about progressive. Which, also, I mean, as far as a black superhero in another genre, that I did not think Jon Stewart would have been the first one. Green Lantern? Yeah, that is kind of a random oddity for the first super black superhero for DC. I figured there yeah. could have been something different. You would think, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense because the Lantern Corps, you know, it could be anybody. There's even Hispanic ones. There's a Irish one. There's all over the place. So, I mean, it makes sense in that. But uh, as far as Jon Stewart being a Green Lantern, if I remember correctly, he's uh, he's like in like he got the ring in that because he's a he's a Marine, actually. And that so it, not only did we have a black superhero built by another company in that, but they actually like made him a upstanding citizen black superhero and not of a different country. He was an American, which I thought was a probably a probably good call on their part, especially at that time period. Yeah. You know, like, cause we had, we had black men and women serving in the armed forces, mostly black men. I don't know much about that side of history. So, you know, sorry if I offend anybody, if your grandmother served in one of the wars, I apologize that I did not know that black women were allowed to serve. It was a bad time. In-universe facts. Fact one. T'Challa gains his powers from consuming a heart-shaped herb, which grants him powers from the Panther God, even though the title passed down like most royal thrones. And I say like most royal thrones, I mean is passed down to your child, king to father to son. The right to eat the herb and will the power must be earned, though. A series of combat trials... They have to defeat one warrior from each Wakanda tribe to earn the right to consume the herb. 
and take office of Black Panther. Technically, technically, you can have challengers at any point, but to get the title, because any, any tribe can actually, that's how you challenge though too, is you have to fight through the other tribes and that then Black Panther is your final. If you beat the king, the current ruler, you claim that title. That, but it's, you know, if your father dies like his did, he has to fight all those tribes to even get back to his title. That, so you, you are right. Any challenger can challenge at any point but they have to go through the trial to prove they're even worthy of the challenge. And is that for the right to be Black Panther or for King? Because the movie kind of convolutes that. The comics Because he's kind of doing it together. The comics don't really do much better in that. I mean, actually, I think the movie actually did it as fighting for the King and not even the Black Panther. Because technically, the Black Panther position, like the King... Of Wakanda, the Black Panther like position is technically that's like the head of state. It's like a presidency. Any tribe leader can be in that seat, but as far as consuming the herb, that is also um, you have to have royal blood. So even say you won all those trials, you get that seat. Say you don't have that royal blood though, I wouldn't eat the herb because it's technically poisonous to everybody else so in a way black panther and king aren't necessarily one and one yeah they're they can be separated they can be separated and that's just most of the time you know it just happens to coincidentally coincide most of the time exactly and that because also you know it's the whole whole gimmick in comics like oh they're the worthy family and the worthy bloodline let's you know completely ignore the fact that they've probably had some warmongers in their family and what king didn't right also was really impressed in the movie that white ape that they didn't make him look like the comics so that was probably a good call <laughs> i don't know if you know how he looks in the comics he wears a white silverback gorilla skin over his body and just he looks he's a very racially drawn character which unfortunately makes sense for the time yeah, I mean, common. same time, though, I feel like they could have added a little bit of that into the movie because he also was, like, as strong as an ape. It was probably better they didn't put that in the movie. I mean, yeah, but, it you was, know, they, they could have done, like, his family lineage as strength. Yeah, but giving him more of that racialized stereotype may not have been great. Which I fully agree with. That's why, probably like, why they didn't, to be honest. I could see that, which is, yeah, like, when I saw the movie, I'm like, good. Good for them. <laughs> they they avoided an oopsie daisy there. Which I'm just saying though, how, how she would that be though, to lose your father, have him assassinated by a because he was his father was assassinated. That's the other thing that led to him claiming this role. How accurate was the movie when? Because it was what Complete, uh, it was Captain America: Civil War. How accurate was completely that? completely inaccurate? He was okay. actually actually he was killed by the. Uh, by the assistant to the bad guy in uh, Black Panther, Claw. Okay. That's who killed his father originally, which in some variations, mostly the cartoons, with the help of the white ape. Of course, gotta be a rival tribe. Yep. Rival tribe challenged him to fight. His father's like, dude, I've kicked your ass before. Back down. I ain't doing it again, yo, home dog. And the fact that I even allow your tribe to stay in Wakanda at this point is like a lot. But he challenges him. Then Claw, you know, Pulls his claw stuff, does a supersonic blast that affects his inner ear and allows White Ape to kill him. Which I thought was pretty dark for a cartoon to throw that into the cartoon because it's implied that maybe he didn't die, but the, the character never shows up again. He's dead. 
Yeah, like, cartoons at a certain time period were still very dark, even for kids. Dude, this was like 2010. Yeah, That's just what shocked me, because I remember our cartoons, like, Wolverine was a drunk trying to get laid. Like, just re rewatching the Batman anime series, uh, that's dark for the <laughs> 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, this happened in, like, a early, like a late 2000s. I was yeah, like, That one is Whoa. a little more surprising. They had some balls on them to pull that move. But, um, yeah, no, the movie wasn't very accurate with how he died. He was assassinated by Claw, and that, because he was trying to get the vibranium. And, that, and then um, that led uh, Black Panther to actually leave, leave the kingdom. His uncle took over for a while. Black Panther traveled the world and gained like doctorates in a bunch of different things. Things while practicing also, you know, different martial arts, learn gymnastics, basically becoming an amazing human being. So he did what Batman did in the movies. In, actually, uh, yeah. Different Nolan trilogy. Actually, he yeah, completely. Disappeared and, you know, I'm going to become a badass now. And then we're going to return and take over. Kind of exactly. Which, you know, a lot of some people do say Black Panther. Besides Tony Stark, they're like, Black Panther is the Bruce Wayne of the I Marvel mean, Universe. I got the money. The only difference, he's actually a superhero. Yeah, he actually has powers. <laughs> Which we will get into those right now. So, upon consuming said herb from earlier, T'Challa is granted the blessing of the panther by the panther god by obtaining this blessing he is granted knowledge of every black panther before him so for example similar to the avatar his power consists of super strength super speed increased healing speed the ability to see in complete darkness and heightened senses and reflexes so you know he's just better than you better than all of us which, yeah, I remember when I was looking up the list of just all his abilities and that, I'm like, so he just basically is a Captain America. He, he really is, you know. I don't I, mean, I don't know how his aging would work compared to the Captain. But I, I guess that's the, the only real difference. I guess I the aging wouldn't, wouldn't be the same, yeah. But yeah, so far that's the only... So Cap gets the aging, Black Panther gets the seeing in darkness. I oh, that's feel like off. that's a pretty fair trade-off. I'll take the aging. I, I would take the aging too. I mean, we say that, but you know, you've been walking around at night <laughs> peacefully, unassuming. And then out of nowhere, that table just jumps out and just takes your toe. That was part of it. But fun fact about that: uh, Black Widow actually has a super soldier serum and is arguably close to Cap's age. She was around during the Cold War, so I'm just saying the aging, the super serum has it in there. So is that why they get along so well? They're both old asses. Got basically, yeah. <laughs> That's also why she's one of the few characters that kind of gets him. She's she's seen some stuff. She's been around for a while. Yeah, and she's been around longer than everybody else. She's actually at one point trained by uh, Wolverine, which I'm sure we'll get into a Black Widow thing someday, and that so we won't bog you on the details of that. Uh, instead, let's uh, you know, let's get back to Black Panther. I think I found on something the guy can lift like over 500 pounds, like easily. I want to lift that. Dude, I'd like to just—I'd like to lift 200 pounds right now. I—I don't even think I could pick myself off the ground if I had to. But see, you do every day when you get out of that bed on the floor. It's because I lock my <laughs> knees like a horse. 
I just have to get a, I have to get a good roll start, and then I just lock the knees in place. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. So you just kind of pole vault yourself up into into a standing position. Yeah, basically, like I could probably hold a few thousand pounds in that. The Avengers ever need a guy who can just lock his knees and just stand in one spot for a period of time, and that give me a call. T'Challa, your sure. days on the team are numbered. I can lock my knees. Pretty sure that's what the Hulk's for. <laughs> He's got the strength too. Fair. That Black Panther also, as far as like uh, powers and that, I like tell you a little bit about his weapons. Because uh, the guy's got an interesting assortment of weapons. First off, you know, you got to talk about his armor. So his suit is crea- is actually created by a uh, carbon, like kind of a weaving of uh, vibranium into the suit material itself. There have been versions in some comics where it's an actual plated armor, but that's generally for like when shit is going down. And I think it was even called Holy Armor. Which, you know, a bit on the nose. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, that's a little bad. Yeah, it's called Black Panther's Holy Armor. Which, as a child, you hear Holy Armor and you're like, well, why would you want armor with holes in it? Then you see it's actually pretty badass looking. And it also does kind of have these, like, ball things on it that does make it look like holes. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, but as far as like his weaponry and that, we got energy daggers. That generally made out of vibranium for the most part. Or they're uh with an ornate hilt carved of ivory and some kind of stone. Energy generated blade that can uh oh shit, damn. This isn't the one I was thinking of. That this isn't the energy day. Oh, this is a completely different weapon than I thought. <laughs> Okay. That's one way to completely derail a conversation. <laughs> right. Okay. So the energy dagger and that. Nor- uh, the energy dagger. With an ornate hilt carved from ivory or some kind of stone and an energy generated blade that can be set to stun or kill. Because this is Star Trek, you know. <laughs> the energy blade can be handled like either a physical knife or a, or a fire like darts. Or a fire like ours? Who the fuck wrote this? Me? <laughs> and generated repeatedly. Oh, damn. That is what I thought it was. I thought those were vibranium blades he always threw out. <laughs> that were just charged with energy. Okay, oh, that's... See, even you learned something today. I did. Well, because that's how the vibranium works. Any, like, kinetic energy that it absorbs in that can be generated into it to make the actual item or weapon far more devastating. Even the armor itself is designed to absorb the energy so it can output it. And that in certain blasts or even help him, uh, I think he can run over water in some comics. The It's a godly type they're, material. They're really just adding on to that holy armor, aren't they? They, re- <laughs> they really are. <laughs> which I think, though, my favorite weapon that in his whole arsenal, which I think is the best, is the anti-metal claws. And that, which is made out of actually Arctic vibranium. And that. It's called Antarctic vibranium. And they're like, a lot of people, some people that I know are like, well, it's vibranium. It has vibranium in the name. It's actually a uh, type of man-made metal and that completely synthesized by humankind to break down other metal materials. Because some people claimed, you know, they're like, oh, vibranium wouldn't be a good actual claw metal in that because as far as Super metals are concerned. It's actually pretty fragile. The only reason like stuff like Captain American's shield works or the armor works 
it's designed to absorb kinetic energy. But as far as trying to cut through something, it's not the material you would generally pick. You pick something like adamantium. Doesn't he also use those claws specifically against Cap Shield and he cuts into it? Yep. Uh, which uh, a lot of people in the movie, they're like, what? It can cut because it's like the same material? Nope. Completely different material. That's why it can cut through Captain's shield. It's designed to break down other metals, even vibranium. See, they knew when they handed out the vibranium, they had to find a way to fight against it. I mean, generally probably a good call. <laughs> If I gave somebody a gun, I'm definitely going to make sure that I'm wearing bulletproof armor. One would hope. I mean, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. <laughs> so, one of these days, we're just going to be filming a podcast. The door's going to open and we're like, oh, damn, I forgot the bulletproof armor. <laughs> Today is the day. But yeah, he also has, he also has stuff. He has a he has basically basically he is the Batman. He's got like a utility belt and shit. He has a cloaking device built into his suit. He can turn invisible. The guy's just a badass with his all his armaments and that. The vibranium mesh weaving that. Mass lenses, which allow him to see basically anything that he can't see with his already impeccable night vision. In uh, one of the versions of the cartoons, he actually um, they allowed uh, they allowed his people to study Thor's hammer which gave him the ability to understand magic. Well, because they broke it down scientifically, how to understand it, which saved him at one point when he ends up in one of the nine realms and he's trying to find a way out. He uses the glasses to see the flow of how the flow of magic is going because everything's starting to break up in the world. Pretty fucking cool, right? <laughs> Actually, a lot of uh, a lot of Wakanda technology is magic-based. They believe in the concept of magic and science coming together to become one. That's actually pretty cool. Right? I mean, think about a society where, which I remember what the Avenger cartoon movies they did, where the Avengers went to uh, went to um, the Black Panther uh, Wakanda. For some reason, I think it was like an alien invasion. I don't know. It was one of the one-off Marvel cartoon movies that did not do very well. I remember at one point Iron Man busts out his weapon. He's like, he's like, stand down, you villagers. Threw a spear right through his armor. He's like, what? Well, that's not good. Because <laughs> even the spears were made of a material designed to break through metal. See, they were smart. Even their basic villages had good weapons. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, think about, like, you're this high-tech guy. You come down to this, um, this, like, secluded tribe country, and they come out there with spears at you, and you're in this high-tech suit. You're gonna be like, okay, everybody, back down before I start. Bam. Dang. Oh, Tell God. I mean, Tony was like that anyways, no matter where he went. Actually, that's really a fair ass assessment of who Tony Stark is as a person. If it wasn't for the armor, I'm just saying he would have been shot many times and before before the mission even really got going. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Only thing keeping him alive is that armor. So that, I think that's uh, basically like all we really got, uh, other than like talking about like where he's popped up in media he actually <laughs> i had to do some deep research to figure out what technically his first appearance in an animated film was or an animated show uh 1990s uh, x-men shows up when magneto's uh going across the world to like take mutants in yeah just shows him in africa watching from a telescope never did anything past that they're like we got storm we already got our black character 
You can't tell me that 90s movies weren't that way. I mean, come on, they still are. We got the token. That's all we need. We showed you Black Panther. That's all you're getting. We're just going to instead showcase his wife for the rest of this whole series. So all in all, question is, and question for you, Joe, are you a fan? Yeah, I think I am. Especially getting to learn a couple cool new facts about him that I had no idea about. I can say, honestly, I'm a fan. And you know what? Anybody listening to this, if you got something out of it, if you enjoyed it, or if you even like the character from the movie, from the comic, from a cartoon, just liking the character, you're a fan too. Derail out, keep riding them rails.